Hey, super gluer. Welcome back to the super glue podcast. I'm so glad that you are here. If you are like me, oh my goodness, right now is such a busy time and you feel like you are holding it all together for so many. And today we are going to draw on our sources of strength. Our mission is to get real, share a morning prayer and gear up for a kick ass day. So, hey, today, super glower, we're going to talk about how messy life can be. Yeah, life is messy. And we know that life can be super difficult. And there's a really great book by New York Times bestseller, Matthew Kelly, and it's called Life is Messy. And I wanted to bring forward a couple of thoughts and experts from this book, but I absolutely love, uh, right directly from his book on page 78, it says, life is difficult. Life is difficult. We can accept that or we can get aggravated, but we cannot change it. The mistake we make with varying degrees of awareness is that we believe life should be easy and that we would be happier if it were. We torture ourselves when we confuse easy with good and difficult with bad. The false belief is that the false be- this false belief leads to a clash of the titans between reality and our illusions. So see, we know super gluers that life is difficult and we have so much that can be unexpected coming at us, but life is also filled with these delightful mysteries, things that, you know, really can't be taken away because they are our memories. They're they're the joyful memories that hold us together. And oftentimes we have to go back to those, especially when life is hard. But sometimes we feel like as broken people or we have, you know, we might be in a, in a broken work situation or inside of a broken family, we might feel like we are alone and lost and we start to lose the joy, the joyful memories, the joyful moments. And, and instead, the book is really about putting your life back together. It really is about doing that inside out job, if you will. And We've all had times in our lives where life has felt so messy. And I guess the big question is then, can someone who has been broken actually be healed, right? And and if we have hurts that we're going through, can we experience a healing while still acknowledging the things that might be going on in our lives that are difficult? And of course, the answer is yes, because with a spirit-filled life, we are able to have hope. Right. And so the idea here is that we want to be able to make connections with God in ways that we never thought possible. And sometimes, super gluers, we think that we're not worthy, or we think, you know, because I don't do everything perfectly, or because I am broken, or because I quote sin, or I have, you know, not done enough, or I'm not good enough, or I whatever enough, enough, enough. We don't feel as connected spiritually. And that's where sometimes spiritual disconnection can come from. So Danielle is actually in this um, Bible study right now, which is really great. And I'm really proud of her. She was always my kid that questioned our faith the most. And so it's, it's, you know, and that, oh my gosh, for both my girls and for Mark and me, it's a, it's a up and down. It's a, it's a, you know, we're, we're constantly um, asking questions. And so it, I'm not painting this as like this beautiful picture, easy road for any of us with our spiritual journey. But she was definitely my kid that was just super logical and very inquisitive and asked a lot of questions, which was great, which was really, really great. But it's awesome. I'm just saying that as a side note, because it's awesome to see that she's a part of this Bible study. And so she's home from college and she said, mom, we're going to meet on Zoom. Why don't you come? And it was really, you know, so sweet of her to invite me. And 
I just listened to the girls as they were digging into scripture and they were talking about their own lives and they got into this conversation about why it is hard to have faith sometimes and why maybe some people their age, other college students don't want to practice faith or they, you know, they turn away from their faith. And a lot of the girls were saying, because oftentimes it's hard not to sin. And, you know, if we're, we're trying to be good, quote, unquote, Christians, then, you know, we want to stay away from sin and that can be really hard. So it's just easier not to name yourself in that way of, of being spiritual or saying that you're, you know, a Christian, because then, then you have to acknowledge sin or whatever. And, and I thought that was a really humble, honest, and yet very interesting perspective, because I think that I used to feel that way in my life too, where I thought, yeah, my life is messy and I sin and I mess up and I do things that I don't like, and I'm embarrassed. And, you know, all, all of that, that we're all plagued with of being human, right? But those are the times that we actually can draw on our faith the most. I think, though, society has made faith and religion one of those things where you have to fit a certain mold. And if you don't, you really don't belong. And that is so damaging and heartbreaking to me, which is why I want to talk about it here on this podcast, because I feel like sometimes we are missing opportunities to support one another in our spiritual journey, because we're saying, if you don't believe a certain way, or you don't do a certain thing, you know, or follow a certain practice, then you can't be a part of this faith, or you can be, but you're a sinner. And we focus so much on sin. And I guess what I just want to, you know, whether, wherever you are in your faith journey, whatever faith means to you, whatever spirituality means to you, I just want to bring forward that, you know, Jesus loved the adulteress, and he loved the prostitute. So when you go into the Bible, those are people that he gravitated to. Those are remarkable stories of how he cared for all people. And the religious people of the time were really offended by this. And we see this, you guys, in modern day society now, where people who proclaim to be religious, not all, obviously I'm not grouping you know people negatively together. I'm just saying we have to be cautious of this because we oust people all the time because we're offended by their life choices or what they're doing and they don't fit into a certain mold. And therefore we might distance ourselves or we might, you know, really say things like, well, God loves them anyway, but they are sinners and we're all sin. And we're just focusing so much on this delusion of self-righteousness. And I think we need to be so careful about that right now as a country, as we really, really, really do need to be lifting each other up and put love and more love into situations. And and we can use Jesus as an example because he is the one that went right to, uh, you know, people that were normally condemned and normally were, were pushed aside and were thought of as people who, you know, were filled with sin. And he says in John 8, verses 6 and 7, let the one among you who is without sin cast the first stone. And he's he's not saying, you know, adultery is okay and prostitution is, you know, something he's favoring. He's not saying that, but he's saying that each and every single one of us needs to be careful about how we're condemning others and exposing ourselves to hypocrisy. And we need to be really aware of this in modern times today and use Jesus's words as an example and he says, you know, he he wasn't condemning or approving 
their lifestyle or whatever. He wasn't even focused on that, of like picking if it was right or wrong. He was just saying that we need to stop being so judgmental and we need to then focus on love. And so I bring this to you with the idea of forgiveness in our hearts, that we receive forgiveness from Jesus and that we need to put more forgiveness back into this world, remembering that when Jesus died on a cross for us, his final words, in his final words, he said, it is done. You know, forgive them for they do not know. But he says, it is done, right? So meaning all of the sin that we've been spending all this time in history, you know, back 2000 years ago when the religious leaders were talking so much about who was right and who was wrong and who was good and who was bad. He said, it's done. All of that nonsense is over and that you can accept me as Lord and I will come into your life to give you increasing amounts of love and grace. And at this end of the Bible study, when I, you know, I tried not to interject too much with the girls because that wasn't my place. And I'm certainly not going there with a lot of answers. I wanted to be a listener more than anything, which is why I didn't say a lot. But at the very end, I just reminded the girls that they are loved and that it is done and that the focus really is on, I want to do good in the world because I love the Lord. I want to do good because I want and desire to live a good life, but I can't do enough good to get God to love me more or, or, or vice versa, right? And so this relationship, this spiritual relationship, super glower, is already done and and you can't do more or less. Um, it's it's not a conditional type of love. So, you know, I, I know that everybody here comes in from different faith stories and different walks of faith and different background. And certainly I don't want to ever be preachy to you about what to believe or what not to believe. But I just hope that as we go into our week, that we can really focus on taking care of each other and stop condemning one another and live more like Jesus. And with that, if you would join me in a morning prayer, Father God, thank you so much for the incredible sacrifice that you made on the cross, dying for our sins so that sin could be forever forgiven and erased so that we don't have to walk around worrying if we're good enough, worrying if we're worthy enough, worrying if we're making you happy enough. And so many times people turn away from you. They unplug from you because they're so afraid that they're not enough or that they could never fit in a particular mold that needs to be fit in order to know you and for you to love. And that is so far from the truth, Lord. Let this message of hope reign as far and wide as you so desire so that we can advocate for more love in our society, for more opportunity to lift one another up and live by your example. I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Super Glower, get out there and have a kick-ass day. Bye!